I want you to wipe the word ordinary right out of your vocabulary. The Bible says that you are extraordinary and have a calling on your life that was meant to change the world at your moment in history. You are a carrier of hope and peace in this dark and tumultuous world that we live in. Have you determined to be the carrier that God has intended you to be? Welcome to A Jolt of Joy. I'm so glad that you've joined me today on the Charisma Podcast Network as we continue our study in the book of Ephesians. My friend, there is nothing average about your life, but you are called to an extraordinary lifestyle in Jesus Christ. How do I know that? I know that because the Bible says it. The Bible says it between every verse, between every line, and among all of the words. God has a calling on your life that was meant to impact the world in which we live. We are studying Ephesians chapter 4, and yesterday we studied the lifestyle of those who don't know Jesus Christ. Let me remind you of some of the words that we looked at in Ephesians 4, 18 and 19. Those who don't know Jesus Christ are darkened in their understanding. They're excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart. And they, having become callous, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. My friend, that's the world that needs your life today. You know, several years ago when I was battling cancer, I walked into the doctor's office not knowing that I was going to get bad news this particular day at my oncologist's office. And I prayed, Lord, who would you have me sit beside? And I sat beside a woman whose body, whose complexion, whose hair had been ravaged by cancer and by the treatment thereof. And as we began a conversation and she began to cry and I began to cry and I began to share with her the hope and the life that I had found in Jesus Christ. At the end of our conversation, I said to her, could I pray for you? And you know what? She looked at me with incredulity and she said to me, Carol, I have been battling cancer for seven years and you are the first person who has said, can I pray for you? And in that moment, I thought, where are we? Where are the believers in the world today? Because we are the carriers of hope and of joy and of peace and of abundant life. Your life, my friend, is not ordinary, but your life was always meant to be an extraordinary demonstration of the life of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 4, verse 20 But you did not learn Christ in this way. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind." And put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. There is a high calling of Christian living on your life, my friend. When you know Jesus Christ, you know eternal truth. And 
because you know Jesus Christ, because you know eternal truth, there will be some things that you must die to. You must die to the old self. You must die to old habits, to old practices, to attitudes, and to your very sin nature. And after you've died, there's a renewal that must take place in you. This renewal is a glorious cleansing shower that pours through your very mind. That's right. Jesus has a cleansing shower that he wants to pour through every cell and every atom of your brain. And this shower cleans up your heart and your mind and your attitudes and your opinions and how you treat others. So where is the shower? How do I expose my sin nature to the shower that renews us once we know Jesus Christ? Where is this glorious cleansing that gets rid of the stink and the junk and the gunk of living for self? Well, Ephesians 5.26 tells us that we are sanctified and cleansed by the washing of the water by the word of God. So if you are still dealing with sin, delight yourself in God's word. If you still worry and complain and react wrongly, memorize some great Bible verses. You know, the word of God is better than an educated counselor or a brain transplant. God's word brings a supernatural cleansing and healing that washes the mind and emotions from the contamination of the world. God's word brings a supernatural cleansing and healing that will wash your memories from past experiences and the lies that the enemy has endeavored to get you to believe. You know, we all have stuff, don't we? We all deal with something. But when we know Jesus Christ, our stuff must be set aside so that we can serve him fully. We set our garbage aside and splash in the rejuvenation and the cleansing that comes only from the word of God. Let me read to you Ephesians 4, 24 one more time and put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Friend, put on the new self. You put it on. It's there. It's in your spiritual closet. But will you choose to put it on? Will you take off the old self? Will you take off your sin and be done with it and put on the new self? You choose to put it on or not, but it's available. It has been provided for you. You know, Ephesians 4.22 said to lay aside the old self. You and I, we need to get rid of the you that we were before Christ, BC, without Jesus. And we need to put on the new you that Jesus created us to be from the beginning of time. Let me describe the you that Jesus created you to be. He created you to be kind in every situation in life, even when others are cruel to you. Jesus created you to be kind. He created you to be loving and to be merciful, to be humble and to be encouraging. Those are the attributes. Those are the pieces of clothing that you will find in your new spiritual wardrobe. You choose who you will be in any given situation in life. Jesus gave you the power to do it, but you must choose to live 
in that place. Now, Paul gets even more practical now. I want you to remember the truth of Ephesians 4.22 to lay aside the old self as we forge ahead with Ephesians 4.25. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. So lay aside falsehood. Get it out of your spiritual wardrobe. Don't lie ever again. Don't exaggerate. Don't fib. Decide today, I will never, ever, ever, ever lie again. I will speak the truth gently. I will speak the truth clearly. And I will speak the truth lovingly. Listen, don't be a raw canyon ready to explode truth over an unsuspecting person. No, don't be that person. But learn to combine love, wisdom, and truth together in a beautiful and heartfelt bouquet. We belong to each other. So treat others the way that you want to be treated yourself. Oh, let me take that one step further. Treat other people the way you want other people to treat your children. Speak to others in the way that you want other people to speak to your children. You know, I want people to tell my kids the truth, but I also want them to be kind and wise and gentle in telling them the truth. Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. Be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity. You know what these verses say? You get to be angry. Anger is not an emotion that is forbidden in the word of God. Worry is forbidden in the word of God. Fear is forbidden in the word of God, but anger is allowed. But we're given very small boundaries in which to deal with our anger. You get to be angry for 23 hours and 59 minutes at the very most. That's it. That's all. When the sun starts fading in the West, it's time to let it go. Let your anger go. You know, the problem is, is that most of us have brought anger issues from 20 years ago into our today. And God wants you to be healthy emotionally. And the way you do it is to forgive quickly. If you want to be an emotionally healthy person, then you must let the anger of the past go. Anger in this verse is a Greek compound word that presents the image of a person who brings anger to his side and then embraces it as a companion. He nourishes it. He builds a relationship with anger. He feeds the anger and holds it close. Anger has become this person's very best friend. Now, when you take anger to bed with you, The enemy is well-pleased. The enemy is excited. The enemy is jumping up and down because the enemy knows that he now has a foothold in your life. I hope you'll join me tomorrow as we continue the study of Ephesians chapter 4. Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life 
through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.